0: Welcome to Fierce Fit, Feminine, and Other F-Words, a place where women come to learn how to improve their health, beauty, body language, and communication. I'm Christine Brunelli, and I'm your host, and today we are tackling a big subject in a short amount of time. That's overthinking, paralysis by analysis. We are just stuck. And it happens to all of us in certain situations, at certain seasons in our life. And today we're going to talk about why it happens and how we can take steps to overcome it. Are you ready? Let's get started. I consider myself a fairly decisive person. I am the person that is going to make decisions and move forward. I don't like stagnation. And that is because I've trained my brain to associate stagnation with green swamp water. (laughs) True story. If I feel like I'm in green swamp water, I can't stand it. I want to jump out of it, right? I've trained my brain to think that way. So stagnation, where I feel like I'm not moving, I think green swamp, leeches, all the gross things. Ooh, Well, of course you want to jump and you want to move forward, but I don't get in those situations too often, but I have been in them. And when I get in them, I do it good. Let me tell you, I know what it means to overthink and have analysis paralysis where you consider every single scenario and you just can't move. Can you relate to any of these? Maybe you're in a relationship that you need to end because it's toxic. Or even have the conversation about this relationship because it's toxic. How scary is that? We overthink it. We Google like, (laughs) how's the best way to say X, Y, Z, right? There's all kinds of things that make us think, I can't do this. I'm not prepared. How about maybe launching a new business? We overthink We overstudy. We get this certificate, that degree, this training. We keep going to all of these events when all along somebody 20 years younger than you who has no experience just went out and opened a business and she's got income. But here you are with more experience stuck because all you keep doing is learning more. How about selling or closing a business? Sit on that one for a long time too, don't you? You built it. You love it. There's people there you're connected with. There's a lot of reason that we would sit and get paralysis by analysis with that. There are so many different scenarios where we overthink and we get stuck. My biggest one was when I first opened my beauty salon, we were open six days a week, only closed on Mondays. And that was because we were a niche salon that was serving women in a capacity that women in our area never had before. So I wanted to model other salons in other areas that did similar work. I was the only one of my type and my niche in the greater Seattle area. So I had to look to other cities in other states to see how they were doing things. And I was realizing that Tuesday was costing me more money to be open Then closed. I ran the numbers after year one and I thought, well, we're a startup year one. So, year two, it's going to get better. We're going to be okay. And so, I pushed and I promoted and I tried to get Tuesdays busier. And year three comes around, the beginning of year three, and I'm getting a pit in my stomach because I could have more money in the door for me, for profit, for the business, if I wasn't open on Tuesday. But I had employees that were going to lose hours. That decision is gut-wrenching for a business owner. It is a black and white decision, but this is the thing. Big companies have higher ups that crunch the numbers, and then they have somebody else like in HR or someone else assigned to go speak to the employees and say, oh, you're going to lose eight hours or 10 hours on your paycheck every week starting next week, <laughs> right? It's not small business where you have to go face to face and say, I'm so sorry, but we're not going to be open on Tuesdays anymore. I can try to give you more hours on these days when they're already full time, right? There. It was gut-wrenching. And I sat on that decision for way too long. It cost me financially. It cost me stress. It cost my mental health. I was so stressed because I loved my team and I didn't want to let them down. And I'll tell you, when I finally made the decision to jump, it was my accountant saying, You got to do something. You got to do something about this. This Tuesday, the numbers don't flush out. They don't pencil out. And I knew in my head, the accountant's right. And I knew I had tried to get Tuesdays to work. It just wasn't working. I'll never forget the day I looked them in the eye and told them. I had tears in my eyes. I had a frog in my throat, a lump in my throat. It was an awful conversation. And you know what? I thought that they were going to be like mad, upset, disappointed. They embraced it. They said, we'll figure something else out. That's okay. We'll work it out. And they were so behind me because they were aligned with my vision, but it didn't go as bad as I thought. In my mind, I was, gosh, that's a huge chunk, 10 hours, eight hours out of their paycheck a week. That's a big chunk of income when they're trying to put food on the table, make their car payments. I, As an employer, you might have a business where you can relate to that. You're responsible for other people's well-being. Well, it turned out that I was worrying about something I didn't have to worry about. Those kinds of things are examples of what keep us stuck, where we overthink and we postpone and we just, okay, I'm just going to learn more like I did. What are some marketing things that I'm not doing that maybe I could be doing and I could keep Tuesdays open? What? And I just got stuck in this whole cycle of, no, I'm not going to shut down. I'm going to hold on. And it ended up hurting me. I waited too long. I should have done it when my accountant said, hey, we got to do something here on Tuesdays. And it felt so good when it was done. I realized, wow, I lived through that. So there have been a lot of studies and research. So much is done on this topic. And when I was preparing for this episode, I found a couple common threads that I thought you might find interesting. What are the reasons that keep us stuck? And I want you to identify what your situation is right now, because I can almost guarantee you have one thing that you are overthinking. You have at least one that you're just overthinking. It. You know how you know. It's always in the back of your mind. I need to have that conversation. I need to do this. And you're just not. I need to have the guts to do this. And you're just not. There are a few reasons I found that were common threads according to all the studies and the experts that have weighed in on this subject. One reason you might be stuck is because a previous decision of yours did not go so well. So now you don't trust yourself. If that's you, there are ways to overcome that. I'm going to keep going and we'll get back to it. Some people are more concerned about what people will think when you make the decision. That was me with the Tuesday thing. I was not only worried about their well-being, but I was—I thought they would look at me as, she's a failure. She can't keep this salon open for six days. By the way, opening it five days a week was the smartest thing. Keeping it at five instead of six was the smartest thing we could have ever done. Business went up after I did that. <laughs> but worrying about what others will think is something that keeps people stuck in paralysis analysis. Well, what if I don't have all my ducks in a row and I open this business? Like, what will it look like? What if I hire people and I'm not perfect and I'm not leading them the way I should be? I better study more on being a good leader. Ooh, can you relate to that one? Some people can't even make a decision on which vacation to take because you're overanalyzing all of the safety issues of where you would travel. And then when you choose a place to travel that's some random place that you never talked about, but you feel safe with your decision, you still won't make it because people will be like, why are you going there? <laughs> and that's a wild example, right? It's kind of out there, but that's true. We do overthink things that come down to even fun decisions. It's not just heavy decisions that get us stuck in overthink. The third common thread that I found in What people get stuck in is we have too many options. We get overwhelmed with all of the options and we shut down. I have this when I go in a store like Best Buy. I don't like tech stores. Apple. I don't like it. I I love their product, but I walk in and I'm like, well, why do we need so many different things? (laughs) So just give me like three choices, A, B, or C. And I am that way to some extent, even in Costco. Just too many choices. If I am attached and aligned with my vision, and if you didn't catch my previous episode to this one, go back and have a listen because it talks about having your vision and a purpose. Once you have that, you are aligned and focused, and you know once you see something or hear something or you're exposed to something that doesn't align with where you are on your path, where you're going. You won't be distracted by it. But sometimes with all these options, too many, we hit overwhelm, we shut down. Because we we want to analyze every single thing. That happens when we buy cars, when we buy swimsuits, when we are looking at opening a new business, when we are trying to have a conversation with someone that's going to be highly uncomfortable, we overanalyze, we get stuck. So let's talk about the strategies we can use to overcome the stuckness, the, the reasons that we are getting that paralysis analysis. The first thing you need to do is ask yourself a couple questions. How important is this decision for you? How important is it? Where is it on on the scale of one to 10 where my house is burning down, I have to make this decision right now as a 10, right? I need to get out or whatever, I need to move. Where is it on that scale? And is it essential to make your decision at this moment? How important is it? Because if you know that, you know, I don't really need to worry about this right now, you can give yourself an actual time on your calendar to do it so that you can let yourself breathe. And sometimes things unfold naturally before you ever have to deal with it. But if it's not something that's super crucial, where it's not costing you thousands a month, or it's not costing you your mental health or your personal safety, if you're in a relationship where that's happening, that means you need to make a decision like, yesterday. But if it's not a decision like that, give yourself a deadline, like put it on your calendar for when you'll address it again and give yourself some grace. Now let's talk about how we worry about what others will think or how it will land or how it will affect relationships when you make this decision, whatever it is that's keeping you stuck. That is a deeper issue. Who is it that you're worried about? Is it a family member? Is it a spouse, a partner? Is it an employee, an employer? Is it a stranger on the internet? (laughs) I just had someone come after me and attack me online not too long ago when I was commenting under someone's Instagram post who I follow and I was saying, wow, this is an amazing tip. Thank you for sharing this. And this random person came under and attacked me and the person that was posting the, com- the content. And they don't even follow it. It was really just this strange thing. And I thought, did I say something? I literally questioned myself for a second and thought, did I say something offensive? And I didn't. I was just out there showing support to another female in business and I I thought, I'm not giving this guy another minute of my thought. I don't care what they think of me. I don't care that they think I follow a page. By the way, it's amazing. She's an etiquette expert. She's great. She teaches all kinds of fun tips about etiquette and manners. And I think she's amazing. And it's not even something offensive, but this person was on one. And I found myself giving like five minutes of my life to this rude, mean person as if I cared what he thought about me. If you are someone that cares about people like that, like I can't go out on social media and do this because what will people think? Who cares? If they're not paying your bills, they're not putting food on your table, you don't know that person. It doesn't matter what they think. By the way, that same mindset applies when you're wearing a swimsuit, strolling down the beach, and you're worried about everybody looking at you. One, they're more worried about themselves than they are about you. They're not even paying attention to you. But two, who cares what they think? Live your life. Live your life. You want to launch your business and you think you're afraid you're going to make mistakes and you care what people think? You're doing more for your life moving the needle forward and and learning from what didn't work so that you could continue moving forward than they are sitting on the sidelines if they're judging you. Most people in today's world are inspired by courage. They're inspired by honesty. They're inspired by your vulnerability to say, oh my gosh, I did this and it was a big fail, but I learned from it. And then guess what? They're inspired by you sharing that and you may have improved their life to help them move the needle in their life. Now let's talk about if we're worried about how it's going to affect someone close to us, someone in our family, a partner, a spouse, a parent, that comes down to a couple things. This is a deeper issue. This is more attachment. And I don't have time to get into the psychology of attachment styles, but the way we're raised when we're young affects how we are connected to our close relationships as adults. And if you are someone that has a fear of abandonment, that uh, that type of anxious attachment, it's going to be very difficult for you to face any conversation where you think that person's going to jet if you bring it up because your attachment style is called anxious attachment. So if you are not familiar with your attachment style... I would suggest you go find the books on it. There are so many. There's one just called The Attachment Styles. It's brilliant work. It's dead on. It's not mine. This is solid, effective, evidence-based in science. When you learn your attachment style, you learn it was based on who gave you nurture and caregiving as a baby and a young child and what you thought love was. And then you take that same thing that you learned and you apply it to your future relationships And let me tell you, after several years of counseling, your girl can tell you, I am at a secure attachment place now. So if you don't like what I have to say and you're someone close to me, sorry, not sorry. This is my truth. And I say it in a way that I know it's true for me and I know I'm not physically causing harm and I know it's on them to deal with my truth however they want to. So it takes some work when we are stuck. In concern about if I make this decision, how is it going to have affect my relationships on the other side? That, if those people are close to you, comes down to your attachment style. And I would suggest get self-aware, learn, because once you do, you will overcome and you won't be stuck there anymore. Because your goal is to be a secure person with your securing yourself and your decisions. You know what is right for you and you can speak your truth and you can be who you want to be and you're not going to be stuck in paralysis analysis and overthink anymore because you're not going to be so absorbed with how it's going to feel or land or affect relationships with those people closest to you. Okay, that overcomes overthink when it comes to worrying about what people might think about us. We've already covered how to stop overthinking when it comes to overwhelm because we have too many options and that is know your purpose, know your vision, know your final destination, because then you can eliminate all the things that don't fit in that plan. Now let's go back to the very first thing I brought up that creates overthinking and paralysis by analysis. And that is you don't trust yourself. You made a decision that showed that it didn't work. And now you don't trust yourself to make another decision again. This is a big one. And one, it can be rooted in perfection. If you're a perfectionist, that will crush a perfectionist soul. And you have to know that perfection is the lowest standard you can ever set for yourself because it doesn't exist. There is no such thing as perfection. You need to consider that you're human and you are judging yourself harder than anybody else is judging yourself. And I found this really cool exercise that I want to share with you because if you are this person, learning to trust yourself again gets really rudimentary. If you are truly like, I can't, I don't pick the right partner. I pick the wrong guys. I I can't pick the right stocks to invest in, you know, all of these things that are keeping you paralyzed. So now you can't move forward because you overthink it. You need to learn to trust yourself again. And this exercise is brilliant, but it's really basic super easy. Get yourself in the most comfortable position laying down that you can possibly get yourself in. And I mean, whatever it takes for you to be comfortable. If it's a feather bed or fluffy pillows or down comforters, whatever, the lighting, the atmosphere, everything, just get yourself comfortable. Lay down, close your eyes and ask yourself, this is so basic, but I want you to try it if you're this person am I comfortable? Yes or no. And if you're not, make the adjustments and then ask yourself, am I comfortable now? And then I want you to say, how do I know I'm comfortable? Why does this feel good? And then I want you to say, who created this so that it could feel good? And become self-aware that you know what it takes to make an environment comfortable for you. And I know it seems so basic, but it works because you are getting really scared if you're not trusting yourself because you don't think you know how to make good decisions for yourself, but you really do. And when you can do something so basic as this exercise, where you can get the room perfect maybe it's your bed, maybe that's your spot, and you just get in this ultimate place of bliss, close your eyes and say, Am I comfortable? Why do I feel comfortable? What about this feels comfortable? Who made this comfortable for me? And that right there is the answer to your question. You did. And you continue finding other situations. Am I enjoying this meal that you cooked? What do I like about this meal? What is enjoyable about this meal? Who created this meal? Who decided to create this meal? And you have to go back to those things because you need to learn You do know what it takes to make good decisions for you. So we're going back to basics. Okay, that is the entire episode on how to stop overthink. Now you have your strategies. I'm going to let you go right here because I want you to evaluate where you're stuck and you have paralysis analysis and figure out why and then apply these principles to get you unstuck or give yourself a deadline on the calendar because, my girl, you're fierce, and I know you can do it. See you next time. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to hit subscribe so that you get notified when the next episode is released. And feel free to share this with a friend who is stuck in making a decision because every little bit helps, and sometimes when they hear it from someone new, it's just the nudge they need. Okay, my friend, until next time, have a fierce fit, feminine, and fabulous day.